Welcome to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Their goal is to win the lost, disciple Christians, set the captives free, and see the sick made whole. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org. Now, here is Pastor Gary Culp with today's message. Well, good afternoon. The Lord bless you. What do we know for sure? God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Let's pray for souls. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Our heart's cry is for everyone to go to heaven. So, Father, we're crying out to you today for the eternal salvation of every boy and girl, man and woman in Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. Their past, present, and future spouses, all the children they have now in the future and their family members, all grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members, all great-grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members. By faith, we're sending the Holy Spirit to convict each person of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Lord Jesus, reveal yourself to each person, your incarnation, your perfect life, the great miracles you did, your death, burial, and resurrection, your precious atoning blood, the revelation and understanding that by your stripes we were healed would come to every boy and girl, man and woman. And Lord, they would humble themselves before you, repent of their sins, receive Jesus as Savior and Lord, being gloriously born again from above. And Father, please get every person to a good Bible-believing teaching church. May they then be baptized in water, receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Every Christian will become a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're praying for every demon-possessed, demonized, and captive person to be set free, and all the sick to be healed from every sickness and every disease. And Lord, your people to receive and to walk in financial abundance, prosperity, debt cancellation of their debts, the full blessing of Abraham, whom God blessed in all things. And we agree together, and we believe and we receive. And therefore, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Also, Father, we love the Jewish people so much. We have such a great debt of gratitude for them. We're praying for their salvation. Lord, let them see that Jesus Christ is their Messiah and get gloriously born again. According to your word, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And we agree with you, Lord, they have an eternal covenant to all the land of Canaan. Restore all that land to them. And, Father, protect them from their enemies. And, Father, let them be strong and protect them. Give them complete victory in the Psalm 83 war and the Ezekiel 38-39 war. And, Father God, anyone that tries to come against them, stop them and shut them down. And we'll thank you for it now in Jesus' name. But also, Father, our country is falling apart, Lord, and we, we're crying out for it right now. Father, there's no justice in America anymore, and Lord, you see it. We cry out, Father, that you would divinely, supernaturally intervene and bring forth your justice against the Biden administration and all the laws they've broken and gone against our Constitution, Father God. Lord, you deal with it, Father God. Move heaven and earth, Lord, and deal with this, Lord, that we might begin to operate according to your word and according to the laws that we've established in this land. Also, Father God, we're crying against the digital currency. We know Joe Biden and the Fed are going to try to begin to roll it out in July, Father, to stop this great evil. Father, it's all, it's all to control us. It's all to dictate what we can buy and can't buy. And Lord, stop it now, Father God. May it be delayed until after the rapture and raise up millions of Christians to cry out against it. 
Also, Father, we're agreeing there's not going to be any more viruses or pestilences released in America. Father, burn down those bio, uh, those labs that are trying to create intentionally viruses to kill people. Stop this evil, Father, in Jesus' name. And, Lord, secure our borders. Father, there are foreign soldiers. There's pedophiles. Father God, there's gang people. There's drug dealers coming across our borders doing whatever they want, Father. And we know it's on purpose, Lord. So, Lord Jesus, please secure our borders, whether it be through law enforcement or your angelic host. Drive out of this country every person who was here illegally, Lord. And allow only those to come back in who come with your permission and blessing and according to our laws and constitution. Also, Father God, we're crying that you protect all our farms in America, that we get abundance of rain. We'd have a great harvest of crops this year, enough to feed all America, and then send money, send food around the world, Father God. And Father, take away all for farms away from foreign countries that have bought up farmland and give it back to America, Lord. We trust you for this. And, Lord, don't let them do it. Don't let them put that mRNA material that's killing people right now. Don't let them put it into our food, our water, our plants and animals, Lord. We cry out to you, Father God, rescue America from the wicked, evil people that are trying to destroy it. And, Lord, for all these things, we'll give you the praise, the honor, and the glory, both now and forever. Amen. Well, just a couple little updates. Uh, and again, you know, I told you the D World Economic Forum, the WEF, that is going to be the organization that presents to you Mr. Antichrist and Mr. False Prophet. Uh, they they have a 2030 agenda that by 2030 they're going to have taken everything you have away from you. They will own it. And their motto is, you will have nothing to be happy, <laughs> which means they have everything and they tell you what to do and what you can and can't have. Of course, that's communism. That's socialism. That's, that's the left, isn't it? But here's something you need to hear. Klaus, Klaus Schwab and that Yuval Harara says using AI, they're using AI, here it is, to rewrite the Bible. Oh, Luciferians, devil worshipers, rewriting our Bible. Yes, Jesus is coming soon. They will create a unified religion that is actually correct. That's their words. In a few years, there might be a religion that is actually correct, according to them. Just think about a religion that whose holy book is created by artificial intelligence. Did I tell you Jesus is coming soon? Everything that the globalist does is evil and is wicked. And if you are a globalist, there's two things that are true of you, or, or at least one of the two. Number one, you're either devoted to Lucifer or you're being deceived by Lucifer. Which is it? Repent. Get saved. Don't burn in hell. Also, something we're keeping our eye on. The United Nations has just come out. They're going to have a conference. I guess it's a worldwide conference in September. And, and, and it, I haven't got all the details, but they're trying to put together a seven-year peace treaty. Oh, seven years. Now, again, for it to be Daniel 9.27, it has to be the Antichrist that signs that agreement with Israel, and it could be, I guess, the whole world. But again, we're keeping our eye on that. Now, if that's true, and that's in September, and remember, the fall feasts are in September. 
<laughs> Many people believe that the rapture will occur on Rosh Hashanah. I know my wife is convinced of that. So, and that would make Jonathan Conright. Kudos to him. If this is what it is, and I don't know that it is, I'm not sure that it is. But if it is, that makes it right because he thinks and says that the tribulation will start in 2023. And that would be September, I think it's 18th when they begin their meeting and get all the nations to sign the seven-year peace treaty going toward the one world government. And again, it could, it could very well not be. But if it is, get ready to meet Jesus. And, and no matter what, the Jewish people are ready to build their temple again. So the rapture is coming very, very soon. Everything's falling apart, but you're not if you're in Christ. You're growing, you're flourishing, you're protected, and God can promote you even in the midst of the chaos that's going on today. But I thought you'd want to hear about those things. Think about it. Artificial intelligence rewriting the Bible. In other words, the devil's book, and they already have a, a one um, AI church, I guess, started with their high priest or whatever. I, I'm just telling you, you know, I, I, you thought woke was bad and evil, which it is, but now <laughs> a computer's going to write the Bible. Oh, and you know it's going to mess with Jesus. Every false religion, every liberal church, they always mess with Jesus. And here's the thing you can be sure of. They always say the Bible has mistakes in it. That's the one indication. They don't believe what the Bible says about Jesus. And they say there's mistakes in the Bible. Those are churches from hell. Those are churches and people that are going to hell. Those are false religions that are going to hell. Those are pagans who are going to hell. Do you get the picture here? All right. Let's go to our message today. We're going to talk about not neglecting our great salvation. Here it is in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed. Oh, that's a good word. What? To the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip, literally mean drift away. You know, the things you've been learning from the Word of God, if you're in a good church or been studying the Bible at home, don't let those things slip. Keep in remembrance those things you're learning. And again, most importantly, put into practice those things, right? Verse 2, for if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. Now, again, this is under the covenant of grace, the book of Hebrews. And to remind us, even what angels said received who those who disobeyed their instruction received a just recompense reward. <laughs> okay, keep that in mind. Verse 3 now. How shall we escape the believers, the church, if we neglect? Oh, don't do it. Neglect so great salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard them. God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. So we're being warned not to neglect our great salvation. 
You know, the thing that I've said over and over again is I never realized until I really just said, studied the Bible and said, Lord, let me, help me to hear what you're saying, put down all preconceived notion. I did not realize how many warnings are in the New Testament under grace. Watch out for this. Watch out for that. Now I want to just use a couple of them that I haven't used in a while. Uh, again, warnings. Let's start in Colossians 2.6. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in him. You're walking with Jesus. If you're born again, you are. No, we're supposed to go deeper. Verse 7, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. That means the truths of the Bible, which is absolutely correct, right? Okay. As you have been taught, abounding with thanksgiving. But no, so right after that, beware. Do you get that word? Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. You know, sad to say many college kids have their faith ruined by ungodly professors that mock Jesus and the Bible and the things of God. And because they're not grounded in the faith, they hear what you see here, philosophy vain deceits and they begin to embrace them and they stop serving jesus oh now they're those professors are going to burn in hell be sure of that but they're trying to get your kids to burn in hell get them established not just being born again not just filled with the spirit but grounded in the word of god they know what they believe and why they believe it one more warning before we go on Remember 2 Peter talking about end time events and the coming of the second coming of the Lord, the final two verses, 2 Peter 2.17. You therefore, beloved, seeing that you know these things before, here it is, beware, lest you also being led away with the error of the wicked. Boy, that's a word for today. Here's the danger. Fall from your own steadfastness. Walking with Jesus, being faithful to him. Don't let anybody get you away from that like the wicked are doing. And here's a good word, verse 18. But grow in grace and in knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. So we don't want to just do warnings, but again, we're being warned here. Don't neglect your salvation. Don't let the things you've learned slip away. Keep them before you. Keep reading your Bible. Keep praying. Keep hearing from the Lord. Remember, prayer is a two-way street. You talk to God, and God talks back to you. Do you know there's some denominations that don't understand that? Let me just give you one scripture to prove, and there's many, Jesus said in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. <laughs> okay, so if you're born again, you talk to Jesus, Jesus talks to you and you follow Jesus, true of every person who's bona fide, the real deal, born again from above. Jesus said so. And he's not a liar. You may be, but he's not. So no neglect this great salvation. Well, let's talk about elements of our salvation. Number one, don't ne neglect the forgiveness of sins. Oh, let me tell you, when you leave this life, 
as a believer, you are going to be so thankful that your sins have been forgiven. Otherwise, you would be you would die and go to hell. Notice Ephesians 1, 6, and 7. In whom also, in whom we have redemption through his blood. Remember, it's only through the blood of Jesus that your sins are forgiven. That's why we plead the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why we sing about the blood of Jesus. Oh, there's nothing more precious than the blood of Jesus that washes away our sin. But back to the text. To the praise of the glory of his grace, through which he has made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Nobody deserves to be forgiven. We receive mercy and grace. We come to Jesus as a mess, saying, Lord, I can't save myself, but you paid for my salvation on the cross, Lord Jesus, and I repent now, and I receive you as my Savior and Lord and give my life to you. And you do that sincerity, oh, the Holy Spirit responds by regenerating your spirit, man, and you become a new creature in Christ. Oh, thank God for the forgiveness of sins. But if we're not to neglect our forgiveness of sins, notice what God requires of us as believers. Here it is, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You see, word confess to means to say the same thing as, Lord, I shouldn't have said that. I knew I shouldn't and I did it. Lord, forgive me for that sin. Lord, I know you told me to do that, but I didn't do it. Lord Jesus, forgive me for that sin. You know, Lord, I went to that place you told me not to go to. I knew I shouldn't have done that. I went it, Lord. Forgive me. You see, what we do as Christians, we just don't repent and get saved. We repent any time and confess our sin any time we recognize through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God that we've done something wrong or said something wrong or neglected to do the very thing God told us to do. Again, proving that again, when Jesus wrote that letter to the seven churches, remember the church of Laodicea, he said to them, and this is a good word, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, be zealous, therefore, and repent. Okay, so I just didn't repent years ago when I got saved. I've been repenting every day since. Do you understand that? When I recognize I've said, done, thought, or entertain the thought of doing wicked, evil things. And I have, but I got that under the blood of Jesus. And he requires me to confess. He requires me to repent. Remember, repentance is a change of mind that leads in a change of direction, which means you plan on not doing it again. You got the idea? Okay. So we do that. We're forgiven, but we he requires us to continue to repent and confess our sin when we do sin and believers do sin i surely don't need to teach you on that do i but not just that <laughs> if we're not to neglect forgiveness of sins here's something very important ephesians 4:32 and be you kind one to another tender hearted god has to help you with that <laughs> in these last days forgiving one another even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. 
You see, the Lord Jesus freely has forgiven us. He paid the price on the cross. Remember the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Jesus literally took your sin debt upon himself at the cross. Boy, don't we love Jesus and appreciate Jesus. We can't say enough about Jesus because he's our Savior and Lord. He's our deliverer and healer. He's our soon-coming King of kings, Lord of lords. We love Jesus. We realize we should have died and gone to hell, but he died on the cross for us. Thank you, Jesus. But Jesus says, hey, I have freely forgiven you, and I expect you to forgive everyone who sins against you. And folks, it's not a matter of if someone's going to sin against you. It's just a matter of when is it going to be the next time. Do you get the picture? And remember, you forgiving is not an option. Well, I'll think about it, preacher. I don't know. They really hurt me. No, no. You don't understand. Let me read to you what Jesus says in Matthew 6, 14 and 15. If you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. You will forgive everyone who has sinned against you. Number one, your sin debt is greater than anyone who could ever sin against you. You figure that out by now, haven't you? So Jesus says, I've forgiven you freely, and you must and you will or else forgive everyone who sinned against you. And notice in Romans 12, the Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So if there's any getting even, God gets even, and you don't get in trouble. So we have to forgive. Repent of your sins. Confess your sins when you mess up. Christians practice that when you've disobeyed God. You know, I heard a preacher uh, at a Bible conference say one thing. He says, there's many Christians. I don't know who took this poll. I still can't believe hardly it's true. I can't even mention the percentile. It's too scary. But he said, a great majority of Christians don't think that they have to obey Jesus. I mean, that's the most insane thing I've ever heard. What kind of church would tell you that once you get saved, you don't have to obey Jesus? Remember what Jesus said in Luke six forty six. Why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I tell you? So I mean, you get the picture here. You, we oh, trust in Jesus, and we obey Jesus, and we walk with Jesus. It's a relationship. It's not a piece of paper. You see, a lot of people really aren't saved. They think by joining the church or sometimes even as a baby, they got dunked in water or they read this list of things that are true and right, but it was only head knowledge and they got confirmed, but they never got born again. And they're going to hell unless they really repent and receive Jesus, which means they did business with Jesus and he saved them. Okay. They were born again, supernatural miracle got born again. 
Do you get the picture here? Those people are going to heaven. Not those who just have a piece of paper and those who have got wet. No, no. You've had to experience Jesus. And see that, let me prove that to you. You think I'm just going off? No. Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart, thy spirit with everything within you, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You believe in your heart, real transaction, and then you confess with your mouth. You know, I, I've had people that, that answered all the questions right and then said, well, later on, and they really got saved later on, well, I didn't really mean it. So there's people that lie to preachers, say they really are getting saved and they don't get saved, and praise God, some of them get saved later when they really do encounter Jesus. But I'm just telling you, uh, just uh, intellectually praying any kind of prayer doesn't get you to heaven. You do business with Jesus. The Holy Spirit is involved in convicting you of sin. It's a real experience. Being born again is an experience with Jesus or you're not saved. So if you got cheated <laughs> and you just read a piece of paper and think you're saved or somebody dunked you in water because you came to a certain age, you're going to hell. So you need to repent, then get baptized in water, then receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit and grow with the Lord because now he lives in you because you meant it when you invited him into you and he came into you. It's a relationship or you don't have Jesus. So let's not neglect the forgiveness of sins. Also, let's not neglect, boy, this is going to have to be a two-part message. I'm telling you already. The gift of eternal life. Here's a wonderful scripture. For the wages of sin is death. That means to be die and go to hell if you pay for your sins. But don't stop there. But the gift of God, it's freely given. Jesus paid for your salvation. You can't save yourself. You can't get good enough to be saved. You come to him as a miserable, low-life, scum-sucking sinner and say, Lord, I can't save myself. I'm a mess. I, Lord Jesus, you save me. I repent. I receive you, Jesus. And what does he give you? Eternal life. You're going to get to live forever with him in heaven. And again, you're going to get to come back with him at the end of tribulation on white horses. And you are going to rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years. And then at the end of a thousand years, the new Jerusalem is going to come down out of heaven. And we're going to be with God forever and the saints forever. What a future. And it all began when you repented and received Jesus and he really came into your heart and your sins were forgiven and you now have the gift of eternal life and with thanksgiving and praise you love and serve Jesus the rest of the, your life and again throughout all eternity right oh that's why we love Jesus he's our everything he's everything we need for time and eternity it's a real relationship. Do you understand that? Some people in some groups just get religious rituals and rites, 
and the people don't know more Jesus than the man in the moon. They don't do, they don't pray to Jesus because they don't know Jesus. They don't hear from Jesus because they don't know Jesus. They don't study the word because it doesn't make sense to them because they don't have the Holy Spirit. So you need to get gloriously born again from above. Jesus, save me. Become real to me. I'm a sinner. I can't save myself. Jesus, help me and save me. He'll do it. And it's real. And then you get into church and you grow in the Lord and the Holy Spirit. And hopefully if you got a good preacher and teachers in the church, they help instruct you in the word of God by telling you it's true, but giving you understanding that the Holy Spirit gives as downloads to people when they get saved. Oh, this is so good, isn't it? Don't neglect your salvation. We're going to have a, have a part two and we'll have to deal with not neglecting the righteousness we received. Also, not neglecting the freedom of bondage from sin. And also, we'll deal with healing. So tune in next week for that. But we have a great salvation. Jesus is coming soon. Are you ready? Thank you for listening to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org or send an email to Pastor Gary. His email is GaryCulp at Yahoo.com. Please join them again next week as they continue to expound on God's truth in a relevant and practical way.